Hello and welcome to ASI Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. This is episode 63. My name is Russ Shaw. Today I'm going to play a talk I did at Adventure Church uh, back a few months ago. It's kind of a sloppy talk. It's only in front of about 15 guys. Um, A men's group. But basically what I was trying to get across was to break through this kind of Christian-y culture and uh, talk about getting real. And that's really what the motivation of the talk was. I'm going to post uh, the small group material that I handed out at the end of this talk on the website. For those of you who aren't going to church or are not totally convinced by all this Jesus stuff, uh, I encourage you to listen too because... A lot of the criticism that you are probably giving to the church, as I did, um, is that we're not really, most people in the Christian subculture are just basically faking it. So, I touch on a lot of that here. I wanted to give thanks to a guy named Matt Chandler in Dallas, Texas, Mark Driscoll, Marshall Church in Seattle, uh, Timothy Keller. Uh, Redeemer Presbyterian in New York for some of the material I used on the show or yeah on, in this talk. It's my anniversary this weekend. My lovely wife and I will be celebrating our 19th wedding anniversary, and I'm 39 years old. So yeah, we got started young. It's been a it's been a, a ways. It's been a journey. Love her tremendously, and our our love and our life is growing in a way now that uh, it's never grown before. It's it's tremendous. It's awesome. It's painful at times, but it is uh, it is being redeemed. The years that the moths have eaten. So here you go, my talk at Adventure Church in Everett, Washington. I sent an email to some of the leaders and folks in the church about uh, deepening the soul, and that's one of the kind of things I wanted to achieve, and I have nine points to get through, but I'm going to try and do this as fast as I can. Um, but one of the, the biggest things that I said was I'm really interested in make, getting in deeper, you know, like, like Jeff talked about, some of the masks that, that, that people, it's almost a habit that we've formed to mask ourselves and just be who we are on the outside. Um, so yeah, I sent out this email saying I really want to deepen the soul in 08, and you know we could all slap that on a T-shirt or something and get yeah, 08, we're gonna deepen the soul, you know, let's go. And but to really explain what that means, because I think in Christian culture a lot of times we we have uh, you know some great verses and we don't really get down deep to the soul and really you know attack and try and find out what that means. Um, deepening the heart. Uh, Proverbs says that the heart is a wellspring. Guard your heart, for it is the the wellspring, you know, of our soul, and and it's not, uh, you know, it's not always on the surface. 
I think Jesus was probably a, a very frustrating person to be around because he would always answer questions in the, in the heart level, you know. I mean, the disciples at times had to be going like, dude, why don't you just yes or no? You know, he's got a, I got a, there's a guy and he's got a donkey, you know, and a, and a, and a wagon. And I mean, that's how he would answer questions because he was really always interested in going for the heart of the issue. Um, we all we all need four things to survive as, as people. We need food, and we need water, and we need shelter. We also need hope. And I think every one of your friends and neighbors, your, your wives, your kids, they all at some point have to deal with, with who God is. Where, you know, everybody does. I mean, they, they put God in whatever they think. I mean, some of the, I've said it before, some of the most um, closed-minded religious people on the planet are atheist college professors, you know. They've got God, they know who God is, he doesn't exist, but you know, that's just their deal and they're very, you know, they don't get to the heart of anything, they don't talk about what that means, and uh, it's just very on the surface. One of the things I really wanted to get through was was broadening, you know, going to the, the heart issues, is to broaden your definition of worship. Because I believe we all worship. We're always worshiping. Every, every minute of every day, we wake up in the morning and we have hope in something. You know, We eat breakfast, we drink our coffee or water, whatever it is, and we, and we go on hope. Hope for what? You know? Hope for what? Um, Martin Luther said, if, if you can do the first two commandments, the rest are easy. You know, The rest are... are, are a given because the first two commandments is there's only one God and worship that God with all your, your heart and soul um, lying can be you know like a, like a functional savior I, we used to have I used to live in Alaska and we had this term in Alaska and it was called um, peeing your pants to keep your backside warm you know it works really great for a little while <laughs> and then it just goes bad after that very bad you know in zero degrees temperature, and that is real tempting, you know, to wet your wet yourself to keep yourself warm. And I think that's what uh, that's what idolatry is. That's what uh, you know, putting our hope in something like a lie. If I tell a lie, then that's going to save me from having to tell the truth. You know, I'm not looking for Jesus. I'm looking for the lie to save me from whatever it is that is uncomfortable in the situation that I'm in. And that it just spins out of control, becomes a habit. Um, one of the things about about idolatry in our culture, and I believe Christian culture is just as guilty, is that we put so much emphasis on stuff and how it has uh, and how it has control over us. Um, Paul said that you know the, the Corinthians, who were uh, messed up people, I mean. Paul would go straight to the, the most depraved, scary places. He wasn't afraid to, you know, go into some of these weird cultures. And he would go to these these folks, and and he would uh, he would he would they would come up to him and say, "Well, if Jesus died for our sins, then we can just do whatever we want. We got grace, right? And it's and it's all fine." And he said, "No, everything's, you know, if it's permissible, it's not always good for you." And part of knowing your heart is knowing what's good for you and what isn't and being honest about it. Because I think we have this, this thing in Christian culture, especially where 
where we, we, we've almost removed ourselves from, from the rest of the world. We, you know, we think that's worldly. Um, it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to Christian music, I'm going to watch Christian movies, and I'm going to you know, just listen to Christian radio, and nobody learns about Jesus, you know? Nobody sees our lives in the salt and light and really says, what, what, what is it like to be Jesus? I mean, they, they see religious people on television who are pointing at, you know, whoever, the homosexuals or picketing or what we're boycotting, what we're against. The culture knows a lot about that. But they don't know what our, where our heart is in, in things. And I think it's because we, we just, we, we scapegoat stuff. It's scapegoatism, you know. We put, we put a lot of weight on not doing stuff or not being involved in stuff. Um, Mark 7, Jesus says, you know, it's not what you put in you from the outside. It's what's in your heart. It's what's in your heart that makes you unclean. You know, I, I've been criticized. I, I do a, uh, a, a radio show on the Internet called Attitudes of Sexual Integrity. It's a Christian radio show. It's for people who struggle with pornography and sex addiction. And I've been criticized for playing rock and roll on my show. You know, like one style of music is more holy than another style of music. It's just, it, it's, it's just not where, you know, it's, that's not where my heart is at. You don't know my heart if you're going to judge me for my music. And I think we continually do that in, in Christian culture. Um, now, um, Jeff was talking about the Seahawks, you know, and sometimes the Seahawks can be totally like idolatry. You go to the games and everybody's dressed up in war paint and stuff like that. But it, unless we know their heart, we can't really judge them for whether it's idolatry or not. Because there's, there's I mean, what we're made to do is to glorify God. That is our, that is our purpose. You know, our purpose is not to just achieve our dreams and the stuff that we think. So I heard the funny line in a movie was... Uh, you know, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> you know? And the, 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 thing about, uh, the thing about glorifying God is, is it's a heart thing, and you can't see on the surface all the time what, where somebody's heart is. Like, uh, like the Seahawks, for example. Am I watching the Seahawks because, you know, I have hope in that? I mean, I have, I have a friend of mine who the Seahawks lose and his whole week is done, man. I mean, he has crashed and he's in a bad mood. And, you know, I mean, what, what do we do? I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to God. I thank God we live in a city where, you know, the owners of Microsoft can buy a team like the Seahawks. That's, uh, that's glorifying God. DJ Hackett, I don't know if you've ever seen him. He scores a touchdown and makes a good play. He goes like this. You ever see that? If you watch the games, watch him. He glorifies God when he plays football, that guy. Um, getting real. Um, this is one thing that I, I really had to do as a guy who was a Christian for a while, and then I just thought, I, I got wrapped up in this kind of Christian culture. I started faking it, and I, and I just I came to this point where, where this is just not real. This is just not me. You know, I have certain habits and stuff that I can't control, and I couldn't talk about it to other people because I felt like they would judge me or they would look down on me. So instead of saying anything to anybody, I just hopped out of church. Um, and that wasn't good. And, and I just pray that this is a place where we can stop faking it, 
where we can be real about what's going on in our heart, you know? One of my favorite songs is a song by a band, ironically, called My Chemical Romance. And the song is called, I'm Okay, I Promise. <laughs> and, the, and the song, the, the, the chorus to the song is, um, I'm, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm okay, I promise. You know? And I think that's a big thing in, in church that we really have to get past. Because if we're faking it, we're just, that's just not really church. It's not the first century church. That is, that is foreign. You go back to the book of Numbers, the, the thing secret sin was, was just not something that they dealt with. It just never, you know, it was just not in community. Um, so I had, to, I had to open up. I had to see that I had a voice. Uh, I, I just started to talk about stuff that was underneath the surface, you know, stuff that was beyond what was at work and how I felt about driving in traffic and stuff like that, how I felt about where my life was going, you know? I had to get like, like David in the Psalms. Um, Jesus tells this, this story of the, the sower, uh, and he says that the kingdom of God is like a, is like a guy who's spreading seed around, you know? And, and some of the seeds fall on, on the path, and, and they dry up in the sun and some of the seeds fall on you know other ground and the birds eat them and I think a lot of that has to do with with our culture today especially I mean it's just right down to you know and some of the seeds fall in the and the, the soil where they get choked out by the roots get choked out by the you know what's going on we hear the word of God and we get the Holy Spirit and we get saved and and then you know, somebody says something, you know, the birds come and eat it. Like, well, you're going to become a Christian? You don't know what that's about, you know? You got sucked into that thing, did you? And, and we don't really go to our heart. If we're, if we're living on the surface, we don't know our heart. Then, that, then we can get choked out. We can get burned up by the sun. Um, which is just the hard times. And that was one thing that was with me, you know? I didn't sign up for the stuff that happened to me. I remember sitting in church and it was just like, wait a minute, I, I didn't sign up to be, you know... To, to have, be born into the house I was born in. I didn't sign up for have my mom have two stepdads. I didn't sign up to, to go through a backwards custody battle as a kid, all right? You take it. No, you take it, you know? That's how I felt as a kid, you know? I didn't sign up to be raped as a kid. You know, that happened to me. I didn't sign up for this stuff. So under the heat of, of that, I think what happens is we get the Holy Spirit in us I saw a thing on penicillin. You know how they found penicillin? A petri dish got mold in it. And all the bacteria went to the outside of the dish. And that's a lot like the Holy Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit enters us and all the junk and garbage through our life starts to come out to the outside. That is my, you know, that's my, my theory on the midlife crisis. I think when a guy just has, has so many boxes of junk in his life and they just start to leak all over the place. And he's either going to stop faking it or he's going to buy a, you know, a Corvette and get a 20-year-old girlfriend. So, um, and, and basically, I heard a story by another pastor, and I want to, I want to tell this story because it, it so resonates with my soul. Um, he said, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a picture of a guy... Jesus tells the story, and I'm going to bring it up to 2008. Jesus tells the story of this guy who, who comes into church, and he's, 
he's all excited and he's got the WWJD t-shirt on, you know, and he's, he's got this big, heavy steel Bible, you know, with a naked baby angel on the, on the front and he sits in the front row and, and the pastor comes up and speaks and every time the pastor says something cool, he's going, mm, yeah, mm, you know, and the pastor's bringing up verses and he doesn't even have to look in his Bible because he has the whole thing memorized, right? I mean, he's got the whole New Testament committed to memory. And the service, um, towards the end of the service, is interrupted. And there's a guy in the back row, and he's weeping. You know, he's, he's just down on his knees, and he's weeping. And everybody's kind of like, you know, what's going on back there? And the guy in the front, he's kind of like, you know, this guy's kind of a distraction to me. And at the end of the service, the pastor lets people, you know, talk and testimonies and stuff. And, and Mr. WWJD t-shirt, he stands up and he says, says, Lord, thank you that I've lived a great life and a, and a positive life and I went for all the dreams and everything and, and, I'm not, and I'm not like that guy back there. And the camera pans back to the back of the room and some of the people are sitting in the front and they go, what? You know, and some of the people are just like, mm-hmm, yeah. And, it, and the camera fixes out on this guy and he's down like this and he's sobbing and he didn't even hear WWJD t-shirt guys talk. And he's going, Lord, forgive me for I'm a sinful man. And I think if we, if we really get honest, we see both of those guys in, in, in us on a daily basis. I think we, we see both the, the guy who's repentant and just like, oh man, and the guy who's kind of self-righteous, you know? I mean, you ever see somebody go, man, I'm glad I'm not that guy. It goes to identity. It, it's kind of one of those habit things. It's a, it's a heart check. Um, if, I, if I brought up karma, you know, in a Christian church, and I said, you guys got good karma today? Everybody be like, what are you talking about? We don't believe in that. We believe in the Bible. You know, we're not into karma. But are we, you know? And I think that goes to this, this heart level attitude of, you know, people get what they deserve, right? You know, that is, this is not a Christian idea. But it's almost like we, we get that in our heart. Well, karma is like this weird, clunky machine that kind of works sometimes, you know? In science, they say every... Every, uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, right? It's karma. It just doesn't work. You notice that uh, defense attorneys make a lot more money than the uh, <laughs> prosecutors? It's just not karma, man. It just doesn't work. Um, but that's going for the heart, you know, when we, when we all have that. We all have this, this I'm okay attitude. We, we watch the news, we turn on the 11 o'clock news, and we put, um, we, go, we go, well, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm, I haven't killed anybody. And, uh, that guy, look at that guy's being dragged off in cuffs after he, you know, robbed a bank. You know, I'm not that guy. And we kind of base our, we base our, our, our morality on, on, like, the news, you know. Like, that's how we weigh our own righteousness, is that, I, the whole culture does this, and it, it, is, it permeates the culture where we think that we're pretty good people because we don't do that. Um, grace was something in my story that I had to wrap my head around because I didn't see how God could love a man like me. 
I mean, I'll be brutally honest with you. I sat through um, sermons and I sat in counseling office with pastors who said, uh, why don't you just clean up your act, Russ? And I was a mess, man. I was a drug dealer. I was a porn addict, sex addict. I'm, I was an adulterer. And I, uh, I just, I, I, they didn't get me, you know. They just didn't understand who I was down underneath it all. And, and the w- one message that I missed that was never taught to me was grace. Jesus loves you and died for you, even in all that stuff, Russ. I'm like, what? That just doesn't make sense. It didn't compute to me at first. And that really gave me a thirst for the Bible to really go in and find out, was that true? John 3.16, God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. And we go back to the Old Testament, God's in a bad mood, you know, He's killing people and wiping out cities and countries, and we get to, we get to the cross. You know, I, I find it funny, and that's another heart check, this is another heart reality that we could see in our culture today, that Jesus comes into Jerusalem, and they're putting down palm leaves, you know, and they're all, Hosanna, Hosanna, you know, they're all excited. And the same, and about five days later, those, some of those same people are screaming, crucify crucify him and God with all his power and might he died he died that day he died for us in in our jacked up messed up self-righteous sinful habits he died for us I mean that is humbling um so what do we base, we, going back to, to what we base our righteousness on, is it, is it, uh, is it the news or, or is it the cross, you know? Are we, basing our, are we basing it on Matthew 5? Matthew 5, Jesus raises the bar on the Ten Commandments because the religious people, um, you know, they, they had it down, man. I mean, the Pharisees, they would commit whole books of the Bible. There was no printing press back then, so they would commit whole books of the Bible to memory. And they did the law. And Jesus says, uh, uh, you know, if you get angry, you've committed murder. Well, I've never killed anybody. If you get angry, then in your heart, you know, you committed murder. Have you even looked at a woman with lust in your eyes? Then you committed adultery. And And they're like, well, who gets into heaven? Then be perfect. And that's Jesus. how it, Jesus ends Matthew 5. If you're not going to go through me, then be perfect, you know? Good luck with that. And uh, so that's, that's what I really wanted to get, to get us to understand, to get into habits of where, where our heart is, you know? Are we the guy, in, I mean, those are extremes, but are we the guy in the front row with the WWJD t-shirt going, at least I'm not like that guy. You know? Are we judging culture? Do we, do we look at music and, and culture and films and go, um, well, we should, probably shouldn't be involved in those things because, because that's sin to watch a certain media. The why is the sin. And I think that's what Jesus was trying to point out. God comes to in, in, into human history as a man and He says, it's not about the what. The what is a big deal, but it's why. Why? Why in your heart? 
We have to go to the heart if we're going to address the why. I get in meetings with, with folks in, in, in churches and, and pastors, and, and I sound like a five-year-old. Why? Why are we doing that? What does that mean? You know? Because it's, it, we can just stay on the surface. It's just like a habit. Like Martin Luther said, um, religion is the default mode of the heart. And I think what he meant by that, going back to that punk rock song, is it's, it's the default mode of the heart to stand up and go, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm doing good, pretty good. And then we can't really open the eyes of our heart in, in those moments. And I wanted to end with, uh, with this, that one of the things that, uh, that steals from us is, I heard it said, C.S. Lewis said that, that eternity is only visible from the present. And God lives in the present. And we are all here in time. We all exist. We're beings that exist in time. And for, when we get out of the present, we live in the past, the past resentments. If we don't recover from the past, like if you have a problem with rated R movies, like nobody should ever watch rated R movies because, you know, unless they're about Jesus, you know. Well, why is that? And that goes back to recovery. Um, are you saying that because you have a problem with it? You know, cheesecake is the devil. Have you heard that? It's New Year's. You know, people are all on diets and somebody walks in with a piece of cheesecake and all of a sudden, that cheesecake is unholy, right? Not the cheesecake that's unholy. It's the fact that I want that cheesecake so bad I have to sit down and... I've been on the low-carb diet, so... Sugar is one of the most addictive things on earth, and it's basically the no sugar diet. And, and I'm just getting back into this wow, you know, that's a cookie, isn't it? You know? <laughs> so I pray that when it comes to media and music, that we're not disconnecting from the culture, but we're looking for stuff in the culture that is not, that is holy, that we can use to show Jesus in, like that punk rock song. I mean, that song, doesn't, that song has a foul line in it, Russ. I mean, isn't, that, isn't that sin? You shouldn't listen to that. I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm not a effing K. But guess what? That song where I was at touched me. Touched my heart. I heard a Metallica song called uh, Shoot Me Again, I Ain't Dead Yet. Metallica's a very angry band. I don't know if you've ever listened to Metallica, <laughs> but they are a very, very angry band. And, and, uh, but, but see, when my heart changed, I heard that song with new ears. Jesus ends that verse of the sower. You know what he says? You have ears, let them hear. So I pray that we're, we're not excluding ourselves from the culture, but we're using some of the stuff in the culture to be able to talk to hurting, jacked up people. Because, you know, I see people with piercings and, you know, guys with eye makeup. And, I mean, they're just, they're just hurt, man. They're just hurting their heart and they're trying to survive on some kind of weird hope. You know? So I pray that in our own journey that we are, are, are making sure that the stuff, that the idols that uh, in culture, you know, whether we scapegoat them or we're, we're attracted to them or whatever we're pursuing, they're not, they're not taking us over, you know? That they're not... Uh, that we're always constantly doing a heart check and saying, am I okay? Is Jesus my hope? Or is, you know, is, the, is the cookie, is the cheesecake my hope? 
Um, that's that's about all I have to say. But but I really I pray that we're we're constantly doing that. We're constantly looking at the wise. We're watching culture where our eyes are open, and especially with our families, it starts with our families first, and it goes out from there. I mean, what 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 are your kids listening to? You know. What kind of music do our kids like? Or what kind of movies do they watch? Do we watch movies with our kids and explain what the movie's about? Because every movie, if it's good, has, has roots in the gospel. Every story out there comes from the Bible. And now I'm getting a little philosophical, so I think I'll, I'll end on that note. But I wanted to read uh, first, 2 Corinthians uh, 5.21 says that uh, God, God brought us Jesus and in Him is our righteousness. Not in ourselves. In Christ. He loves us so He gave us Jesus. He gave us that gift. And we don't like to talk about sin. We're all postmodern. But, but Jesus has has uh, has, has these rules and stuff that are in the Bible and we all go, oh, I don't like that. Well, he's after our joy. He's after our joy. And that's another thing to really um, put through your heart. He, is Jesus after my joy? Uh, I didn't see that. I said, this is a bunch of rules, you know. I want to, this doesn't sound fun. But it, it's life. And it, it absolutely is fun. It's not just fun, it's joy. It's glorification. So, I'll end on that note. I have uh, some stuff that if you guys wanted to, if we want to talk about it, it's kind of questions that uh, for, for the small groups, if we're going to break into groups that are, that are designed to deepen the soul. Um, again, I do, uh, I do a show on the internet about sexual addiction and one of the biggest things I hear is that nobody talks about this stuff in church. It's just not it's just not okay to talk about. And if I said something like that, like I'm addicted to porn or I'm having an affair, that would just destroy me. Um, and, and that's just not church. That's just not being church. So anyways I'll, I'll end on that. So that was the talk. That was it, unscripted. I just had nine things written on a piece of paper, basically, and uh, just kind of shooting off the hip from memory. So if there's any uh, any issues with it, I, I challenge you to email me, russ at asi247.org, especially if you're a pastor or a worship leader type. I'd love your thoughts on what I had to talk about there. Um, this weekend is my anniversary, so this is going to be awesome. It's our 19th anniversary, me and my wife. We are growing more now than we ever have, growing closer together. I have uh, cleaning up my act. I'm cleaning up well and learning intimacy, learning to do our new dance and loving each other through the years. God is redeeming the years that the moths have eaten. So we're excited about this weekend. And um, 
another announcement I wanted to uh, ask, uh, plead with you about uh, donations. Man, even a dollar, you know, two, three dollars. If there's any worth that you've got out of listening to this show, I, I pray that you could do that, kind of reaching a crunch here financially and praying that uh, the bandwidth is still going to be paid for. So if you could send a donation, I would certainly appreciate it. Wanted to leave you uh, with a song by a band called The Almost. The song is called Amazing Because It Is. I talk about grace a lot because more than anything, that understanding and realizing the love of God and getting that in my heart freed me more than you know all the group material and books and and you know all that stuff so understanding that love understanding that grace understanding that he loves you anyway it's not about merit and demerit that's what will free your soul as you understand that the the chains of the of addiction get looser and looser so remember life is 20% the stuff that's happened to you and 80% what you do about it thank you for listening again if you want to leave a donation go to asi247.org click on the donation button everything goes through paypal if you have a couple bucks left in paypal i I pray that you could uh, leave a donation there also you can download the music off the website i don't get paid a dime for that by the way i'm just uh, plugging the bands here there's links to itunes and you can buy the music from there but i do not get paid for that so just to let you know Again, thanks for listening. My name is Russ, and until next time, bye. I was so scared of everything you put in front of me. I've been arching every part of me. Cause I'm a dick that-
turbulence it's going to cause fights it's going to go against the grain of who you are if you were a liar like I was you're going to have to bear down and watch your your honesty be honest watch yourself do you lie catch yourself learn your heart know truth 